Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Howdy, everybody, and welcome to another session of the Weirs, Blizzard Watch's current D&D campaign. I'm the DM for this particular part of it, uh, Matt Rossi, along with my co-GM, Joe Perez, who is playing today instead of DMing. This is the weird trade-off that we have designed. Uh, besides that, of course, we have other players, and we'd like to introduce them now, starting because I'm puckish with Andrew. Hi, Andrew Powers. I play Creo. A half-elf swords bard. Okay, thank you. And next up, Liz. Hello, I am Liz. I am playing Isra, a uh, Drake Warden Ranger with a with a baby. Well, not quite a baby dragon. She's a little older now. Um, uh, Drake Warden Ranger and uh, a Twilight Cleric. Nice. And Anne. Hi, I play Kiska, who is a dark elf druid, level ten. Woo! Yeah, when last we saw this group, they were just finishing up an adventure to set up a statue that gave water to a drying out community in the mountains. And whilst doing that, ran into a illithid dwarf werewolf, uh, which was a thing. And from then, they've decided <laughs> to head off into the <laughs> unknown to make some discoveries. But first, we cut to the inside of a burning library. Creo. Uh You've taken 35 damage from the spear that just went into your chest. Okay. You are surrounded by your party members, all seemingly dead or unconscious on the ground around you, and the giant minotaur-like figure towering over you is about to stab again. It's your go. What do you do? Well, uh, has that minotaur taken any damage? Or no, 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 no. He's blessedly uninjured. He he uh, looks completely unharmed, even by the flames. Okay. And how long? It, uh, let's see. You've got I like guess. five seconds to make a choice here. You're not going to have time to look around and make decisions. You have to. All right. To then I'm going to um, uh, tap. Uh, I'm going to tap Ezra and use healing word to try and get her back up. Okay. Roll, roll the uh, dice for that. All right, let's do. Um, so that's uh, twelve points of healing. Israel, would taking one hundred and twenty points of damage kill you? Uh, I have eighty hit points. Okay, Israel dies immediately. Well, you just keep waiting. Just trust me. So I got to keep uh, trying something here, huh? Well, that was your turn, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Okay. Wait, hang on. Let's see. That was a bonus action. I still got okay. an action. Oh, go ahead. Go for it. Well, all right. Let's see what happens here. Probably going to die anyway. Um, <laughs> this, let's try Dissonant Whispers. Let's see if we can make this thing uh, 
run away. Okay. What is what has to happen usually? Uh, it's got to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. What's your DC? Sixteen. Okay. Make me a wisdom so- save DC sixteen. No, the Minotaur does. No, he doesn't. You do. Ah, son of a gun. Let's see. That's not my best either. Oh, 22. So you saved? I, yeah. So you fail then. Um, you hear Kiska's voice. Would you wake up already? In fact, Ian, if you don't mind, play out what Kiska would try to do to wake somebody up who wouldn't wake up. Hey, hey, come on. She like shakes his shoulder. You feel yourself suddenly start vibrating. What do you do? As you're trying to figure out what you do now, uh, the horned figure bends over and with its face wreathed in flame says, I hear you're looking for someone. Creo, come on. At this point, Creo, you wake up. You are leaning over. You were like literally asleep in a giant book. Uh, You've been doing research on the town that uh, Kiska comes from and the fortress in the area around it. And... You come to you come a week with a start. You've actually got a little bit of drool, kind of cementing your face to the book, and you have to carefully pull up so as not to injure the book. The place um, where I come from, or the place where? Ki- no, sorry, not Kiska. Um, Isra. Isra, thank you. Okay. Hmm. I was gonna say I'm not from the town. <laughs> the place Isra is from the uh, the uh, dragon and dragon. I want to call them drag there, but that's not it. Um, the dragon and dragonborn <laughs> town. Uh, but yeah, that, so yeah, you've, you're pulling your face up. You've got like a little bit of dried drool there. Uh, you may have actually smeared a couple of words. You're hoping they weren't particularly important ones. Uh, but yeah, you're in the library of the keep that y'all sort of got through um, magic and your own ability to fight. And you're kind of blinking and dazed. And Kiska's standing there you know, like waiting for you to get up. All right. Then going to kind of keep that dream to myself and hope that wasn't a um a prophetic dream okay also do me a favor and make me an arcana or history check because that'll determine how well your research was going 23 all right your research is going pretty well um what do you two do you're both standing in the library well he's sitting in the library and kiska is standing in the library Oh, Kiska, you're aware that it is time for you guys to depart. You've been spending the last three months doing research and trying to figure out exactly what you wanted to do, but you didn't get too much. And now it's time for you all to get ready and to go up to the the, the town that uh, Isra is from, which is named uh, Nisidane because I had to come up with a name for it. You really shouldn't work so hard. I mean, falling asleep in a book? That can yeah. be comfortable. Oh, but my research is going well. I guess that's good, but did you did you find anything useful? Because we have to go. I'll close up the book and um, wh- what did I find that we are going towards? Okay, well, you guys are walking out of the library now. Like you got up, you're getting yourself combobulated, so to speak. Uh, grab your supplies that you're bringing on the trip as you head out. You start explaining to Kiska what you've discovered, which is that Nithidane is far, far older than say the weirs or anything in the area it's one of the first settlements built it, it is some people think it is one of the places where dragon uh, born come from like one of the origin points for the dragonborn uh, nobody actually knows what the origin of the dragonborn people is like no one knows what you know how come dragons suddenly had these people who look like little dragons following them around all the time no one knows uh but if the dragons know they haven't told anybody but they might you know at least some might 
But you did find out that the uh, actual fortress at Nithidane, uh, it's also known as Nithidane Adar, um, was built within the uh, rise of the empire to the to the to the uh, west. Sorry, no east. Sorry, the uh, the Gorlain, the Gorthlan Empire. It was basically built as a response to them, basically saying, if you try and come here and conquer this area like you have others, you're going to have to deal with us, and we have this fortress for you to uh, break yourselves against while we wait, and being dragons, we'll do horrible things to you afterwards. Um, that much you know, there was a large temple to the platinum, the, you know, the platinum dragon in the city. Um, but it wasn't necessarily connected to the uh, fortress, at least not that you could find out. That's pretty much what you know so far. That's what you got from your research. All right. And even after all that, we're just going in there, even though it said, uh, even though it threatened us not to go in. Well, it threatened the specific other empire to go in. The place has been deserted for, at this point, you know, since, uh, Isra was driven out of the city, and so many others were as well. The uh, the town of Nithadar, when they were driven, when they were forced to leave by the uh, invasion of the Shadow Dragon, who knows? Who knows what's been going on since? Huh? You get to the front, uh, the basically the the giant grand room at the uh, front of the place, uh, where instead of Delver, you see yet another Warforged, which you know is probably the same body. But since the since uh, repentance was taken or vanished or whatever you want to call it by the uh, card, no one like they haven't been stable. Like there's been new ones popping up, like that druid you guys met. Now this one, you you know, go ahead and, and introduce yourself and, and describe yourself, Joe. Uh, what you see before you is a rather stout looking warforged, uh, very dwarven in appearance, uh, very lightly colored almost frosty uh in place of a beard looks like it is roots and and growth of metal and wire and and natural woods that would replace what would probably be a pretty well uh defined beard uh he looks like he has tufts of hair going up at straight points at the sides of his head which will be relevant later uh and he's just very surprisingly happy uh if you're outside at this point, if you're coming to a uh, the uh, camp or anything like that, generally speaking, if there's an open fire, he's cooking. Uh, and if that's the case, that's probably what he'd be doing when you come upon him. Um, I don't know if you've interacted with him before. If this is the first time you've seen him, uh, he would warmly greet you. Ah, friends. Hello. Hello. Are you hungry? You're in, you're in the front hall of the of the how of their mansion so you probably aren't don't have a fire going right there oh he wouldn't be in the front hall then he'd be in the kitchen if they if then if then it's in the mansion well everyone's getting ready to leave then he'd have a picnic basket that's fine hello are you hungry would you like some food yes you look the he walks up to creel you look thin yeah you need you need food he reaches in and pulls out like this like quiche muffin looking thing and hands it to you you eat up be good yes yeah <laughs> hey. he looks at he looks at kiska hey you how you doing you are not Delver. Oh no, he's he's um. Uh, what is the what is the word? Uh, depressed. Yes. Um. He thinks that uh, what happened to repentance is his fault. Oh. So he uh he asked me to come out and uh, uh protect party. Yes. I'm I'm ages. I feel like I've known you forever. Uh. Yes. <laughs> uh, don't worry. I keep you safe. Oh, good. We we definitely need more people for that where we're going apparently 
Well, where are we going? And he starts rubbing his hands together, strokes his beard a little bit. Eh, I have provisions for several days. We good. Ezra, uh, what are you doing? Um, I assume I'm at the mansion. Yeah, you can be anywhere you want. Okay. Um, I mean, I I would think Isra would have been like in preparation for their journey. She may have been like out scouting the roads a little just to uh, like look around and see. Well, assume you've had roads clear. Does it look safe? Yeah, you've had a couple of months to do prep work like that. So that's okay. You you know that stuff can change, but as far as your last few checks, it's been pretty secure. Okay. Then um, I've probably been looking after all of our dragonlings up in the airy and, you know, making sure they're set and safe and all of that. They're pretty excited. But if, I, if, I hear, if I hear commotion, I would come down. They're, they're excited, uh, chirpy. They know you're going to, to, to the dragon, you know, capital, for lack of a better word. And they're very excited. Um, but at the same time, they don't particularly want to go with you because mm-hmm. that sounds scary. Of course, you. Your dragon does, your little, your companion, absolutely eager to go. The rest of them are like, nah, there's food here. That's okay. We've kind of been through enough of that sort of thing and the, the evil cult that had us. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's very sensible to stay here. Get well fed, grow, look after yourselves. I, I hope every, every one of you will look after your brothers and sisters. Yeah, unless it's funny, then we won't. <laughs> Well, d- do try. I don't want to come back and see anyone's gotten hurt. Okay. You won't see it. <laughs> I mean, Isra is like trying not to laugh and not 100% managing it. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to assume that you head down then at this point? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You head down. Uh, you've got your bag and you've got, you know, your dr- your dragon, your drakeling, what are you going to call it? Uh, sleeping on your back, kind of like in the... The thing you put next to your quiver for her, her to climb in and out of. It's a her, right? Yeah, yeah. Right guy. Right guy is a her. Okay, good. I want to make sure I'm not getting things wrong. Uh, Yeah, that's basically that. So now you're heading downstairs and you see everybody, including the the new not Delver. Uh, you've been, you guys have all been seeing quite a few of these. For a while, a monk was popping out a lot. Um, the, the druid that was sort of insane, the moon, you know, moonbeam. It was calling itself Moonborn. Uh, Moonborn. Sorry, yeah, you were calling it Moonbeam because that's a Moonborn's a weird name. Moonborn was around for a while, and now you've got this new one who seems to be a, a robot dwarf. Um, so you're used to it at this point, but it's still kind of weird for you. He's obviously, I mean, he's obviously coming along. Oh, hello, ah, Isra, friend. How are you? He comes up and he gives you like this giant bear hug, like lifts you up and like does a little twirl around. Are you hungry? He reaches into his like picnic basket, pulls out a quiche for you. Ah, yes, you eat. We, we, we go. We, we, we go on a great adventure. Yes. <laughs> well, this is a little different. It's, it's nice to see you again. Uh, yeah, I am. I am ages. I, I am new uh, here. And he like kind of like does the air quotes thing. I, uh, I've been awake since you were in, uh, Dwergar Citadel. Oh. I saw a whole thing. It's, it's always meeting you again and for the first time. Ah, that is, uh, that is a good way of looking at it. As you're saying that, Aegis, you feel a slight stirring and realize that Moonborn woke up when you mentioned the Dwergar Citadel. He's okay, friend. I, I got into the control. Sleep, sleep. Moonborn watch. We got this, friend. But that's what happened there. And now it's up to you guys. Are you leaving now? Or are you going to do anything else in the house before you leave? 
Just um, one note, sometime in the past six months, Creo uh, trying to figure out who or which god is his father, the god of power, Guan, Guan Dan, I think was his name. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day he felt like, I don't know, either through a dream or uh, sleeping in the temple next to that one. The next day he um, had the power to shoot lightning and he um, found a pegasus that was like, his now so now he's got a pegasus okay okay oh and the pegasus name is fluff and stuff but he just calls him fluff <laughs> i love it i'm i'm here for it yes so yeah when they're gathered so yeah he's just eating his little quiche muffin and he's packed up his pegasus and he's ready to go <laughs> uh, I- <laughs> as you guys head outside then since you're, that's it i assume or somebody yeah. else doing something. Kiss her pack over her shoulder and says, let's go. Isra, at least before they leave, would have checked in with the kobolds and make sure they know, you know, we're going. Do a flashback sequence that. of Isra yeah, talking yeah, to the kobolds. Yeah. And one of them is the captain's like, aye, aye, ma'am, we'll keep the ship shape. I was going to say, Kiska probably talked to them already. <laughs> I, they probably I just talk mean, to you all the time because they live down in yeah. the dark space. You probably go down and hang out. You probably see that Aegis has left them like uh, a bunch of food like prepared for the kobolds. <laughs> Like he doesn't actually interact just, uh, with them if he can avoid it, but like he just leaves he leaves them food because he understands that they work for the party. Just uh, you know, repentance was kind of really concerned with security and all of that, and I think Istra would kind of like lean into that without yes. repentance being here and just making sure the entire house is secure, making sure the kobolds are like organized into a fighting unit of some kind if they need to be. Yeah, you've yeah, actually Kiska seen wouldn't them. have done that. She would have just checked to see if they were going to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you've actually seen that they've been drilling uh, the way he had shown them originally before everything went down. They've actually been doing that on their own. They've they've been drilling to make sure that they're prepared for you know bad things happening. Oh, like military drills. Okay, I thought you meant like drilling into the floor. <laughs> they've been doing a little of that too, but that's just for fun. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, between having a group of kobolds in the basement and an area of dragon babies in the attic. Um, yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a very interesting household. <laughs> That's it so, though. We're yeah. leaving. As you guys step outside, you see uh, waiting for you is your old goblin friend. Uh, I want to say greasy fingers. Yes. I can't remember if we said it was greasy fingers or sticky fingers, but it, I'm greasy. going with greasy fingers. We have well, um, we have to we have to make sure we stick to that because apparently there is another podcast out there that has an NPC whose name is Sticky Fingers. Okay, <laughs> uh, no, it so, was Greasy Fingers. Yeah, so greasy, uh, greasy fingers is waiting for you guys along with like two of her children. One of them, the one you've seen before, and another you've never seen. Uh, the second one is actually pretty big for a goblin. Like as you're looking at them, you're like, is that a goblin or is a hobgoblin? It's kind of similar to either. Um, pretty big, but you know, he's just, he's got a, he's got like a slouch hat pulled down over his eyes and you can see his hair actually forming bangs that go over his eyes. So you can't see his eyes and he's just kind of slumping around, but he's, he's loading stuff into the wagon and the wagon itself is a really nice wagon. Uh, it's got really good leaf springs to keep it nice and supported. It's being drawn by a team of cats, maybe cats, maybe something reptilian. You're not, you've not seen these things before, um, but it's got four of them hitched up to it. And she's like, ah, all right. As per our deal, uh, in recompense for all you did for me, in addition to the money, I got you a wagon because you said you needed a wagon. Here Thank it is. You. Uh, hopefully that covers it. 
because I really have other stuff to be doing. Uh, no offense to y'all. Making sure my microphone was down because for some reason I suddenly thought, oh God, my microphone's not down. I'm like, why wouldn't it be? I didn't lift it up. Anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, that's she's like, you know, oh, hey, Grocco, come over and say hi. And Grocco comes over. Yeah, hi. That's it. If you guys say anything to that. I just, now. He just is kind of like I, he just doesn't say anything. He just walks over, reaches into the basket, and holds out a quiche. Grocco, like, kind of like you can't tell if he's looking at it because his eyes are covered. But he takes out, reaches out a hand, looks at it, pops it in his mouth. Yeah, pretty serviceable. Good for growing, boy. Yeah, I noticed the mushrooms. It ah, see, this is a very graduated palate. And he kind of like reaches up and gives him a slight tap on the shoulder. I like your boy. He's good. Please don't tell him that. Too bad. What are you did? <laughs> does, does Kiska recognize the creatures that are pulling the cart? Oh, you can make a nature check. You, I'm going to make you a nature do that. check. 15? I'm actually not very good at nature. Okay, so Kiska, the 15, I, is what, you, what did you get? Uh, a two. <laughs> okay. Uh, you don't know what they are with mm, a two. It's You're a like, mystery. Uh, but Kiska... You've actually seen them um, underground. They're I thought so. They're uh, not the drow. Don't actually have a name for them. Like they're just oh those those things. Um, they're not. They they don't really work well ordinarily as beasts of burden. Although these ones seem trained well enough. Uh, but what they're really good is defensive and guard animals. Uh, there's a mix of reptilian and mammalian traits to them. They they kind of have skin that is got scales on it but some of the scales are like kind of lifting up and coming to points almost like hair uh massive front canines like like giant like almost like short swords coming out of its jaw like a um, saber-toothed tiger kind of yeah very similar uh the head is long and extremely heavily muscled but it does look a little primitive that's the the initial gist you get looking at them uh you think that in in orcish they're called jatha or Drakla. You're not sure which. You don't. Do you speak Orcish? No. No. You've you've talked to a couple Orcish druids, and they, that's that name has come to you, but you can't remember how to pronounce it properly. They are, you know, aggressive, but there's the apparently these ones seem pretty tame. I'm going to cast speak with animals. Okay. And say hello. What do you say exactly? You just say hello. Greetings. One of them are lifts you, its head up. Are you all right with pulling our cart for us? Food. Not yet, but later, yes. Pull. Yes. Pull for food. Protect? We'll protect the food. Okay. What food do you like? Meat. All right. We will give you plenty of meat. Good. Tell your friends. Thank you. We can hear you. Like another Uh, one of them spoke up. Oh, you were quiet. If you... She lead, she talk. We do what she say. Ah, if you get too tired or you want to stop, um, let me know. Never tired. Oh, all right. Nothing can escape us. Nothing can Mm. weaken us. Never tired. Beautiful. I get tired. (laughs) Or like a slightly smaller one in the back. I get tired. I hungry all time. Always feed me and give me pets and tell me I am good. And they all look at the other three. Look at it like, oh, like you know, if they could be rolling their eyes, they would be. Kiska gives that one pet. You're very oh, good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Very good. All right, we're getting ready to go. So pull, and we will give you plenty of meat. Okay. Thank you. The rest of you saw that. You d- didn't understand it uh, unless you had to speak with animals on. But 
I guess if you had comprehend languages, you might understand it. Uh, but you did see one of them, like Kiska walked over and scratched one and it began like moving its back leg, like trying to, like you're trying to get up and scratch where she's scratching with its back leg and wiggled. And it's very short, stubby tail was like, like a vibrating, like a, like a, like a fan just going. Vzz. And they were, the other three were all just kind of like staring at it. They didn't seem particularly impressed. Kiska gives kind of like a half smile. She's just amused. If we feed them meat, they will do whatever we'd like. So yeah. Um, she says to everybody else. <laughs> does anyone else have anything else to do before you get in the cart? Um, I will just check around the cart to make sure it looks sturdy and everything. Not that oh, I yeah. don't trust very, greasy fingers. but Very well made. Uh, I won't even make you make a roll for it. It's a, it's extremely... It's It looks less like a cart and more like a supply wagon for like possibly if you were guessing uh military engagement like if somebody would this mm. would be the thing that brings all the the gear up to the front so that they could then supply the soldiers with it so it's it's heavily reinforced it's actually got armored shutters on the sides like you can pop them up over the windows and it's got a complete co- it's it's a covered wagon it's not open um and the covering is you're like, what is this? And you touch the covering and because your son's a blacksmith, uh, you're aware that there's a metal called mithril. And this thing is made out of mithril sheets, very narrow ones that are like riveted with a bolt made out of some kind of metal. You don't know what it is all the way up and around. So it's got like this Mm. arc of these mithril sheets that shouldn't be thick enough to do anything. But what you know of mithril would absolutely stop even like even heavy crossbow fire wouldn't be able to get through this. Very impressive. Thank you, Greasy Fingers. This is a, a fine, a fine work. I pay my debts. Hope you get your friend back. He was kind of polite, which was nice. I hope so, too. All right, we going. Come on, Karush. Come on. And the two the two goblins, the, the girl goblin goes, oh, hey, uh, pretty guy. Here, I got you this. And she hands you a flower. That's to Creo. Oh, um, thank you. And I put it on my lapel. Uh, remember that your your people you come from don't make you who you are, even if you find out bad stuff about them in your dreams. And she turns and leaves. Still keeping that dream uh, quiet so no one else knows that. Okay, you'll hear the girl say that weird thing to him and then just leave. Aegis does not push. Creo will talk if he wants to talk. Hmm. Just filing that away. Quietly. Alright, who's handling the wagon? Not it. <laughs> I am not very uh, good at that whole animal handling thing. Uh, I can do it. Does anyone else want to volunteer? I'm on my Pegasus. Ah, well, very sensible, very sensible. Okay, let's see if I have lucky dice today. Uh, well, that's a 17 plus 7, so uh, that's 24. Okay, that's enough. Uh, buy some. You're surprising. They're surprisingly difficult to handle. Hmm. Like, they don't but they respond well enough because like at one point, one of them looks over, like almost looks over its shoulders at Kiska searchingly, like the one that, that was talking to her first. <laughs> she nods. When she nods, you get a, okay then. And it starts pulling. Um, they are, these are like, imagine an animal twice the size of a Clydesdale, not in height, but in weight. They are massively built. They have these huge paws with very big claws that are partially retracted. Like they come out, you actually see them come out when they lift their feet. Uh, they go, they come out fully, and when they put their feet back down, the pads on the feet seem to like push the claws back up. Um, and they've, they're very, it's a 
very bouncy gait, which is why you don't think they'd be great riding animals. But with since you're pulling a cart, the cart doesn't bounce up and down, so it moves pretty quickly. You you feel like you've got a, a handle on it, and the trip from the area around the weirs to the actual mountains is about three hours. Instead of making you guys role play out a three hour session, I'm going to say I'd like everyone here to roll a d20 and tell me what you get. Okay. <laughs> Nothing can ever go wrong with this. <laughs> uh, I got a 14. Okay. I got an 8. Okay. 19. All 11. Right. Okay. I thought it would take you longer, so I put some food in my mouth. <laughs> so That's always how it goes. As you guys are riding up, the sky, which is had been clear for days, has now started to cloud over, especially as oh, close as you get to the mountains. Man. Is bad the light rain begins to fall, but it's not like a heavy rain. It's not super unpleasant or getting everyone wet. And the, the wagon is covered, so everybody who's in the wagon can be secure from it, even the person driving it. Uh, the, the I was going to say, is there like an overhang? On yeah, the- it's, it's, a, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very well designed. It's actually not even an overhang. It's got like a wooden framework around where the uh, where the uh, handler sits. Oh, nice. It's, it's a, it's a well-designed wagon. Um, as you're heading up, uh, the, 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 mist, the misting and then becomes like light rain. It's enough that you're aware of it and it's a little cold, but it isn't like it isn't soaking you through just, you know, just enough cover from the wagon to, to provide a lot of, you know, you're not really getting wet as such. But the area is damp and a little murky. About an hour and a half into the trip, uh, Kiska, Kiska uh, in this room, well, this has got like a 26 passive, right? Yeah. My you 16, see, yeah. You see a boat on the mountains, like the, the mountain trail. Like, you know, you're not actually in the mountains yet, but you're heading to them and there's a boat here. The boats, the last place you should see a boat was about an hour behind you where the river was. There, there's no reason there should be a boat, much less a relatively large boat. And it's how, on its how, side. Okay. How large is large? Um, about 60 feet from stem to stern. And a, a solid twenty feet across, so not you know not a galleon or anything, not like a massive trade ship. Oh God, I was thinking like a rowboat, but that's like an actual boat. boat. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it blocking the road? No, it's off to the, the side. side of the road. It's kind of in a ditch, and as you look at the ditch, you realize it looks like the ditch is there because the boat dragged oh. across and made it. Um, I'm going to slow the wagon a little and just like get a good look at it as we approach it. Okay, I'm gonna make make an active roll for this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a natural twenty. What what am I rolling? Perception, Perception investigation. Yeah. Perception. Uh, then that's a thirty-one. Okay. Jeez. Um, the first thing you notice as you're doing this uh, is that the thing is scraped up. Like the the bottom of this thing has got just scrapes and drag marks and even some nicks from possibly from hitting rocks. And it looks like the thing literally just was sailing on the water. And suddenly ran aground and kept going, but the the path behind it is like almost it's got to be hundreds of, of of feet behind it. Like any force that's made it go that far would probably have done more damage to it. It's, I, otherwise, I, it seems intact. There doesn't seem to be anybody on the sur- like you don't see anybody on the deck. Um, but the, you know that's I, that's all you can get from this. That's that's a little odd. I assume everyone has at least noticed me like slowing down the cart, even yeah, if they haven't. Yeah, kind of poke yeah. their head this. out and goes, "What's what's going?" Oh, uh, that huh. I I've been up and down these mountain paths a lot, and I have never seen a boat here. There's no water. Creo, are you flying on your Pegasus? 
No, I was just on the ground, okay. walking with everyone else. Yeah, there's no water. There's a boat. I'm going to do um, detect magic. Uh, you're not close enough for detect magic to do Oh, anything. I'm not? Okay. That that boat is like four or 500 feet. Oh, it's way off the road. Okay, yeah. I thought it was like beside the road. That's why you needed a perception check to see it, because it wasn't gotcha. close. Uh, I'm going to okay. take a sniff at the air. Does anything smell weird to me? Okay, that's I'm perception, a, right? It is perception. I'm a pa- I'm path of Wolverine. So okay, go ahead, make a make a roll. Uh, sixteen plus six, twenty-two. Definitely not. Like, what is that? It's not fire. It's not ozone. I don't. There's definitely something in the air that you don't recognize, but don't immediately don't like. Uh, you see me like get crawl out from inside of the uh, the enclosure and kind of like get on top of the the cart and. Like, I'm taking really deep inhaling breaths at the air, like, putting around. Yeah, there is uh, something not good around. I'm not sure what, but uh, is like fire, but not fire. Sulfur? When she says that, does that click? Hmm. You're going to have to make a... uh, I'm a chef. I know what eggs smell like. Dang it. Yeah. You're going to have to make a perception check because that's... It's far enough away that you you need to like really get lucky here and get the wind in your favor. Uh, fourteen plus six is a twenty. Some people call them call them sulfur and brimstone, like they're two different things, but they're the same smell. This is not quite that, but it's like uh, I'm going to assume Aegis was a dwarf when they were alive. And not oh yeah, he was a, he robot. was he was a frost dwarf. He'd be familiar with the process of ground cracking, where the the frost dwarfs would pack. Um, basically the, the coal of the mountains into a seam really tightly and then like ignite it so that the pressure was so great that it'd have to explode to burn properly and it would crack the area open. It smells like that. Uh, is like when ground has so much pressure and explode. Um, not quite brimstone, but in the same family. So demonic, probably not. But uh, or if not demonic from deep below, something may have come out or ground may just, uh, how do you say, it? like pimple burst. Do we want to go look? She's kind of asking everybody. I don't like the unexpected. And if this, this is very unexpected. I, uh, I agree. I, I think we should investigate. I think something that smells like that, we don't want to leave it unattended. And if there's something odd here, there could be something odd further or investigate it. Well, uh, well, we can. All righty. You head over. As you head over, you uh, the smell becomes much stronger as you get closer. Uh, you can all pretty much smell it. Um, it is a very odd smell because it combines elements of fire with elements of deep earth. Like you've smelled the deep earth part. Like the, it, you've smelled coal in your life. But you, you know, Kiska especially, you've never smelled something that's burned like this. And as you get closer, I'm going to say between uh, Isra and Aegis, you determine that it's still burning. Mm. The underground, if it's coal, it's like a coal seam underground. It is still burning. I don't know if I know this. Is it like lava or anything like that? It, the heat is not present. If there was lava, it would be hot. I'm going to send uh, Reika up into the air and just ask her to do kind of a loop around the area, see if there's anything else odd, any other boats here, anything else that doesn't belong in a forest. 
I am not pushing the right button. Do you? Does she make a perception check with your abilities or her own? That is a really good question. Uh, probably with her own. Okay. Uh, you don't happen to have her stats to hand, do you? Uh, I do. She has a passive of 12. Yeah, this is an actual uh, active check. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, she... Well, I rolled a 17 on the dice, and she has a plus 2. So 19. 19. Uh, the first thing she notices is that the when from above, looking in the ditch or trench that was dug out behind the boat, that's where she can actually see like a dull cherry red color as the soil splits. And it goes back uh, until it suddenly just stops. That's the thing that she notices that you didn't notice. The ditch and the trail just stop. Like they're not there past a certain point. Well, I will convey this to the rest of the party. Also a lot of bodies. Like there's at least 10 dead people on the deck of that ship. Is it like the boat came out of nowhere and just skidded to a stop? Maybe. It's very unusual. Are we able to pinpoint where the smell is coming from? Is it from the boat or from the ground? It's from the ground. But it's not even it's not even hard to determine that. All right. Then I guess I'll fly onto the boat and investigate what's there. Okay. You're just gonna fly over onto the boat? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, first thing you see is as you're flying over is all the bodies. Yeah. I don't think Isra actually said out loud, hey, bodies. Um, So, yeah, you see those. There's like 10 dead people. One of them is slumped in a chair or a throne on the deck, like this huge chair-like structure with these big arms. And that person, whoever that is, uh, you take a look and you're like, that looks to be like some kind of elf, but not like the usual elves you've seen or not even like a drow. Uh, This one is extremely almost like burnished brass. Uh, the skin is almost reflective of light and, and that, that kind of brassy color. I was going to say, it's not an undead dwarf, is it? Because that would just be really <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, it is not. But I mean, and I almost wish it was. <laughs> in, um, case, in case you want to know, the boat's much smaller. Okay. <laughs> uh, Isra's going to uh, climb up. Can I climb up onto the deck of the boat? Like when I see Creo fly up there? Okay, uh, I'm going to say that Creo will get there like about a minute and a half before you would because you'd have to stop the wagon and turn it, whereas he can just fly right over. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll approach with the wagon, and uh, once we get there, I'm going to uh, all right, uh, climb to the deck of the boat. Okay, uh, you hear that? Um, I mean, Creo, Creo, are you landing or are you just flying over it? Uh, I mean, if I don't see any movement, I'm just going to land. Okay, I'm going to say that you, in order for you to determine whether or not you see movement, you either have to make a roll or we just say it takes you uh, long enough that they can catch up. Which would you prefer? I'll say long enough till they catch up then. Okay, then you land just as uh, Isra is clambering up the side. I'm not even going to make you check. It's a boat. It's, into, it's designed for people to get up on it. Kiss is going to go examine I- the bodies to see if she can figure out how they died. Yeah, I'm going to wind up going with Kiska on that one. Alrighty. Are there any signs of, like, fighting on the deck? Any signs of struggle? Um, As you're actually all coming up, I'm going to just say, whoever has the highest investigate, roll it, and you can have advantage because everyone else is helping you. So compare your investigates, figure out which one of you has the best one, and that person should roll. I have a zero. Investigation? Yep. Mine's 11. Yeah, I'm nowhere close. Well, it's a plus one. My passive is 11. I see. I'm a plus two. Okay. What about you, Liz? 
I mean, my passive is 15, but I have a plus zero. Okay, so probably... Kiska can roll and get an advantage no. because everyone's there. Well, I was going to say, if Creos is a plus two, then he should roll and get advantage. All right. That's uh, a 13. Did you roll advantage? I did. Okay. All right, well, with a 13, the following is available to you. Uh, you don't see stuff like sword wounds or anything like that. It doesn't look like they were in a fight. Uh, it kind of looks like they were like just all hit with a giant hammer or something. Cause there's obvious bone breaks and fractures uh, all over them. Like some of them are just bent at weird angles. The one in the giant chair looks like he got like, it's hard to explain. Cause he's, he's sitting down. It's like, if you, t- if you took him, picked him up from the chair and then rammed him back down into the chair, like in j- to pulp him while he was sitting there. So his leg, his legs are all crushed. So his knees are up to his ears. <laughs> no, but they're split open. Like he, oh. he is not in good shape. You, uh, you hear about how somebody hit a ob- uh, person with object. Uh, somebody hit object with person. Yeah, basically, that's that is what it looks like. Or if they were just like slammed down here, like force. I feel like this is so strange. How it's almost as if it teleported in from somewhere or was thrown. Isra. Hmm? So 26, you're passive? Uh, yes. You hear a noise. Very distant sounding noise. Can I get a sense of the direction of the noise? Is it inside the ship? No. It sounds like it's... like If you hear a thun- if you see lightning flash and you look in the direction of the lightning flash and then you hear the thunder, but the thunder doesn't come from the direction of the lightning flash hmm. and it takes a couple seconds... It's that kind of distant feeling. But I need you to make uh, a nature check. Uh, not good. That's only a five. Okay, then you... Yeah, oh, that wait. Part. No, that's still only a seven. Yeah, mm, no. Math. Not good. Not the nature good. part of it, you're not, you're not getting it. Like it. It's haunting you. Like I know why. I, I should know what that is, but you don't know what it is. I, I'm like looking at the sky, looking around. There's some kind of sound out there. Or in the distance. A sound? Kiska starts listening. I immediately go into hunting mode. Okay. Is the sound continuous or was it like a sound and it's gone? It it wasn't currently going. Okay. But since uh go ahead and make a survival check for me, uh Aegis. I had to look up the uh the path you're using. Which I made, so that's funny. I was gonna say, yeah. Um but I believe if I start using the scent base, I can also use perception. So I'm mm-hmm. going to use the scent base. So that's a 22. 22? Okay. It's it's not even like the smell that you're getting is coming from, like the wind is blowing from the south and the smell is coming from the south. And so you don't get anything. And then when the wind suddenly shifts a little, it's suddenly coming from the south and east and you smell heat, like that smell of something that, that is so hot that the air around it is smells different. Like when you're smelling it, like if you're next to it f- for like an actual, like, you know, modern day person, if you're up against an old timey radiator and you mm-hmm. could smell it, that kind of smell. And then the, as you're doing that, since you're all currently listening, you can all hear <clears throat> my hair starts to bristle and I grip my, uh, the great ax. Uh, that is, he is Southeast. Do I recognize that noise? You actually have almost no chance. So go ahead and make a nature check, but you're a disadvantage. Me? Yes. Specifically because of where you're from. 
Uh, so that was like a four. Yeah, you, uh, sounds weird. <clears throat> I got a 16, but if this is related to dragons, I have advantage. Roll again. Oh, no. 21. As you are, oh, that's kind of like Rika, but much slower and louder. You hear, and it bursts out of the cloud cover. This enormous black and gold-looking thing, this this enormous dragon. Uh, it's like its skin is like the black is the skin of the thing. It's a black dragon, but the red there's like red gold marbling like cracks all up and down its back and sides, and it just shoots past you. It doesn't even it doesn't even seem to notice you. It just shoots past you um, and keeps going. Kiska kind of watches it go. And then it starts wheeling back. Oh, that's not good. I four rounds, you think, at the speed it was moving. What do you do? I want to get off the boat and look for cover. Though we I don't think there's going to be... need to get away from here now. I believe boat is target. Okay. Are we your target? Okay. Well, let's well, so get out of here. You're getting off the boat? Yeah, I think I'm going to start yes. booking it back towards everyone. The, everyone, okay. make a, commu- a roll for me here. Everyone, roll uh, d20. I'm just just roll, and you can don't worry about modifiers. I kid you not. I got a net twenty. Cool. I got a fifteen. Okay. Eleven. Okay. Seventeen. Okay. Describe to me what you are doing to get down off the boat and away from it. Don't don't worry about like making a rule check for it. Just tell me what you're doing. Uh, you. Uh, I'm. Go ahead. You first. Uh, I'm going to make a jump for it. All right. Uh, you you see uh. Israel literally look up, see it, and like before y'all, like, what should we? Israel is at the side of the boat and over it and out of sight. You don't, you don't see following, her. And um, is everybody, rel- she's trying to keep everybody relatively nearby. I mean, Israel is now no longer in visual sight, but she couldn't have dropped that far that fast. I'm going to hit pass without a trace. Okay. Uh, that should hit everybody. Yeah. All right. Um, so if we do a stealth check, that means you guys get a plus 10 to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all you're doing, or are you also trying to jump off uh, the boat? Because you can still move. Boat. I am following. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up, Aegis. Uh, you're going to see me do the classic Wolverine uh, from the comic books, like get low to the ground and just like kind of just run off the side and just into a tumble. So that I'm doing the whole like uh, it's the the budget fastball special. Just get off the boat. Okay. Uh, he drops off perfectly it's it's really surprising how how graceful that was for a relatively squat dwarfish person um who made of metal and rock uh which leaves creo on their pegasus what do you do yeah get on the pegasus right off the side and then kind of down the side and glide okay that's round one you have now on round two uh you are near or on the wagon what do you do we need to find cover i don't know the wagon may be secure but it may also be a target Okay. Are you going to get on the wagon or are you going somewhere else? Are you going to try and take the wagon out, out of here? I, that would be I'm, my goal, right? Yeah. He, he, he I'm, just, I'm looking around and trying to get a consensus from everyone. We do not leave animals to die. We take with. Okay. Then Isra's going to jump on the wagon again. Alrighty. Uh, go ahead and past speak with animals and talks to the one that was speaking to her before. There's a dragon coming. We need to go fast now. Okay, I need Creo. If you're getting on the wagon, you need to make a roll for me right now. Are you getting okay. on the wagon? Um, 
or are you just flying off on your Pegasus? No, I'm staying with everyone. So what kind of roll? Uh, go ahead and make a, I'm going to say an acrobatics check. You have a minus two penalty because you have a Pegasus. <laughs> and if you're trying to get the Pegasus on the wagon, it's big enough, but there's going to be some work here. So, okay. So I'm taking a negative two. So then yep. 15. 15. Okay. You managed to land the Pegasus. You've like literally dropped down and like land her right on the inside of the, the mithril type covering, which is great, but you go off. Uh, you land relatively successfully. You don't like fall down and embarrass yourself, but you, you know that you lost control and just managed to cover it. Everybody else you see Creo land the, the Pegasus in the wagon and do like a flip off of her and just land. It looks really cool. Hey, nice work. Let's go. Okay. Uh, Aegis, you doing anything? Getting onto the uh, the wagon at the very least. I want to be on top. I can only swing in if I need to, but I want to keep yeah. eyes on this thing. All right. Uh, then I'm going to say I need you guys all to make... Actually, you don't need to do anything because Kiska said something. They pull hard. I Everyone lurches. You, you see, um, like, uh, if anybody's watching, like, my claw... I, like, have claws that grow from my fingers, and I just... I dig in. Yeah. And hold on. Everyone lurches, but uh, I'm going to say between the four of you, you don't get knocked out of the wagon. Hold they on. are just hauling. Go ahead. Oh, no. Kiska just says, hold on. <laughs> okay. I thought you were telling me to hold on. No. <laughs> um, they, it, in the three rounds remaining, you guys can do other things, but they are pulling super hard for a group of trees, and they will likely reach them. Uh, maybe you want to do something to help them if you can think of anything, uh, and that will probably indicate what happens next. Otherwise, we're going to go with the assumption that you don't do anything. So let me know anything you guys do in the, the remaining two rounds. I, I mean, I would like to watch the road, the path ahead of us very closely to make sure we aren't going to hit anything, to make sure we're heading for a good cover. I mean, I assume they know, but I also want to keep my eyes open so I can give them a tug if they, okay. if we need to. Your perception uh, is high enough that I won't even make your roll for it. Uh, Aegis? Okay. I was going to say, I can cast uh, Resistance Cantrip uh great gulo's chosen so i'm going to uh lean forward and touch the animals and give them resistance so that they can break through the trees if they need to okay i'm just watching the dragon is it getting close it's not it's getting closer to the boat you think okay kind of hard to tell because the wagon is currently moving uh very fast about twice as fast as you've ever seen a wagon move ever kiska uh, is going to cast mold earth behind them as they go to kind of like try and cover the wagon oh, tracks. Like, yeah, like you like basically trying to run a giant squeegee there to sort yeah. everything out. Gotcha. <laughs> okay, yeah, that happens. Cool. Uh, the After two rounds, Hi. they pull into the trees. Uh, you don't hit anything because, partially because they're, they, they're good at doing this and partially because uh, Isra is giving them pointers. I'm You have to speak with animals, right? Uh, I do, yes. Yeah, I could so I'm assuming that. you use it. Yeah, that's a good them. idea. Yeah, yeah. As you get behind the trees, this the dragon thing lands, and it lands on this thing. It lands on the boat, like imagine it's something like you imagine, like a bird landing on a turtle and then picking it up, because that's what it does. It lands on this thing, and its its front like claws dig in around it, and then it just goes up and starts heading in the other direction. And as it's beating its wings and picking up speed and going extremely fast after a while it lets go of the boat and the boat falls hits the ground starts creating this massive furrow as it is basically blowing ground up in front of it as it it goes through and this thing breathes fire behind it 
basically igniting the coal seam that it makes doing this. What is it doing? Kiska is just fascinated. If you want to make a, either a, a Arcana or Nature check, I will let you. Anybody here. And can I do this at advantage because about dragon? Yes, absolutely. Dragon's one of my Six. favorite <laughs> Six, no you don't, you're like, It's fascinating, but you, you don't know that much about dragons except deep dragons. Yeah. Uh, that's a 23. That enormous dragon is behaving like a child. Like you've seen this. You've seen your dragons do this. You've seen them pick something up and drop it and watch it hit the ground. You've seen them kind of use their own speed to toss things. This is, it's a toy to it. It is playing with this boat like a toy. You don't even know if it meant to kill the people on it. Am I correct in thinking that this is uh, not good? It's it's acting like a, a whelpling. It's acting like when they're very young, they'll play with toys like this, toss them into the air, drop them. And- that is biggest whelpling I have ever seen. Yes, yes. Sure it's looking m- at it, that is not a whelpling. Yeah, that is a full adult. Yeah. It's it's grown like an adult, but it's not acting like an adult. It's acting, I mean, it's treating this like a toy, not like, this may not even, is, at least by- Is this what burst from ground? Was there like, did we see like a hole in the ground where something like this could have come out? No. Okay. I don't know where it would have burst from though. Right now, since the, the boat hit the ground, this time it didn't stay intact. It cracked in half. Like the, the deck literally went flying off of it. It's now got its head inside the hull of the boat and is snorfling around. Like you can actually hear it from here. You can hear it going. And every time it goes, there's that smell. Like it's like breathing, like burning coal. In fact, you even think the thing it shot out of its mouth that looked like a breath weapon was burning coal. Is there something inside the boat that it was looking for? Does the boat run on coal? I don't know if they... Actually, do, do any of you know anything in particular about boats? No. I don't feel my, my character would, no. Okay, then go ahead and make me just a straight-up int check. It just is not very smart in the ways of engineering, and therefore will refrain from doing so. I got a 16. I I have a plus zero, but I rolled a natural 20. Okay. So right what, now you've got a What 20. is this? Just like an intellect check? Straight-up int check. Just roll d20, add your int to it. If you have a negative int, roll subtract your int. 14? Okay. Uh, none of you except Isra know anything about boats to, to answer this. But Isra, as you're looking at it, you, you remember when you first got to the weirs that they had boats called paddle boats that were cargo ships that would go up and down the rivers between various locations, delivering and picking things up. Uh this boat's construction is not that different from one of those. It does have the big paddle wheels on the side. And you know that those were usually powered by coal. I've seen boats like this before, and they were coal-powered. It could be. Is it looking for coal? That's You couldn't tell. That its behavior is not. I mean, that's that's what she's that's what she's going to say. Just kind of thinking aloud. I've seen cats act like that with like herbs. That's so strange. Kiska is still just like watching. Are we not going to address elephant in the room? That is, uh, dragons have not been seen for uh, generations, and all of a sudden, there is full grown one now. Are well planes 
or well, I mean, I have not really introduced myself to them. Uh, regardless, uh, the Werplings notwithstanding, this is abnormal. True. I mean, and- I, I am aware that dragons attacked my home and drove me out, correct? Was it? Yeah, I, you saw yeah. the big black dragon. But it's not a dragon like this, or is it? A history check. History. Not my finest. I rolled a three. It's about a dragon. It's a dragon. Well, no, yeah, he's saying with advantage. You can roll again oh. because you're, it's about a dragon. Uh, that's a 13. I have a zero for history. The lines on it are pretty similar. Uh, you don't remember it having the cracks and the, the heat coming out of it. And you were pretty sure that when it showed up, it spat acid and shadow. It wasn't throwing fire around. But they have very similar heads and very similar bodies. They're, if they're probably both black dragons. And black? the size is comparable. You think this one might be smaller, which is kind of mm-hmm. terrifying to think about. Um, this is similar to the dragon that attacked Nithidane, but d- different, a little smaller. And the dragons in Nithidane didn't shoot fire. They didn't breathe fire. That's odd. This is all just really odd. It's continuing to do whatever it's doing. Um, but then you hear, you see it start, it's, it's stopped sniffing, and now it's just kind of thrusting its head in and out, and you hear... What is it doing? Kiska's kind of asking Isra this because she figures Isra is the expert. I mean, this this activity reminds me, Liz, of like when a dog finds yeah. like food under a pillow and is digging for it. Yeah, that's not a bad thing to look at it. Is, uh, yeah, is looking or celebrating food. Well, I think we should just stay here until it gets done with whatever it's doing. I don't feel confident in just attacking a dragon straight on, but... No, there is no way we are attacking that dragon. Do, do we want to talk to the dragon? If is similar... I mean, a question, does Isra relay that this is similar to the dragon that attacked her home? She literally yes, just said right. Yeah, yeah, I will have said that a lot. Uh, yes. I'm just making sure it was uh, if if it's yeah. similar to what has uh, attacked Isra's home, I do not believe talking will be of much use, friend. Perhaps we I'm... we do hide and wait until it has gone and continue on our journey. But be wary. Be, yeah, it doesn't seem to be interested in us at all. So as long as we lay low here, we should be okay, I think. And Rika is up on Isra's shoulder, just kind of like staring out like if a dragon could be like wide-eyed with fright that's Rika. she has probably if she's never seen a dragon this big that is fair yep yeah so once we once we're secured and safe uh i'll kind of get off the the wagon and take a position where i can see uh what this dragon is doing or keep a good lookout and uh advise when i feel like it, it has gone away or look for uh, Isra's approval once I think it has moved away. Okay, as you're watching, it has now curled around the boat and it's got its head like on top of the boat. Like, and it's, it's like, it's, I'm going to say you can hear this. <sighs> like, it's not sleeping. It's very obviously not sleeping. It shifts every so often. It moves its wings, but it seems pretty happy with the boat. Is, is nesting? Again, I've- you've seen Rika do this with a favorite toy. Uh, that is kind of what it seems like. It's 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 acting like a baby. They they 
don't act like this when they're this large. Are black dragons not very smart? I mean, they're dragons. Even the dumbest dragons, like white dragons, are known notorious for being savage and not thinking much. Kiska's asking Isra because Kiska yeah. has no freaking clue. <laughs> I'm giving Isra the answer. And I will convey this answer to you. I, dragons have the knowledge of their ancestors. They're they're born with knowledge. They know they should. Uh, that they is, should know. That assumes they should that know a lot. That assumes that they are natural born. Hmm. You have just seen. Uh, we have just seen strange uh, medicine, science, something. What is to say that these are natural? I don't. Should we try and talk to it? If it's content, perhaps we, I don't know, perhaps we leave and continue on our journey, And but it might do this to someone else, but... Uh. This is conundrum. Perhaps we take a minute and, uh, and decide collectively what is what do we need to do. Creo. Yes. Make me an arcana check. Uh, Twelve. Okay. You're, you keep narrowing your eyes as you look at it. You're like, hmm... Something about it is is basically you you're like going back through your knowledge of various things and and like this is weird but you, you whatever it is is not quite within your mind at the moment you're not you're not getting what it is that's disturbing you other than the you know everything currently happening uh, but there's something else that's bugging you there's something very wrong about this this is so the group is taking a bit of time to decide what they want to do uh go ahead and act that out guys because there you all are this okay. this okay. is danger to others if it views boat as toy the weirs makes its life off boats all right, right since i was feeling uh unsure about it i'm gonna cast detect thoughts and try to get up a little closer to see if i can figure out what it's doing what's the range on detect thoughts 30 feet Okay, it's at this point it is six hundred feet away from you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're going to need to make really... me a stealth check. Ah, uh, that's that's never good. Okay, <laughs> careful. I'm going to like. Um... Have you, how long did you trace last? An hour, like an hour. But he okay. has to be within thirty feet of me. However, um, are you? Do you tell us this is what you want to do? Yes. Yes, yes I'll tell you that before I <laughs> go walking up to it. This is is not a bad idea if you can detect thoughts, but we must all go. I do not trust uh, the safety of of one by themselves. How long will it take you to fly up there? Oh, fly up there? I can fly really quick. Uh, Perhaps... 80 feet. Uh, the dragon is very dragons. likely to see you if you go flying. Yeah, Aegis would point this out. Uh, perhaps flight at the dragon, mm. not a good idea. I can give him invisibility, but it only lasts for a minute. Mm. So if he can't get there in a minute, then not. Yeah, I can it. get. I can get there in a minute. I can fly with if I dash on my Pegasus 180 feet per six seconds. Oh yeah, I can't. I can't invisible the Pegasus. Just you. Oh wait, that's true. I that perhaps we leave animals here where safe, and we go on foot and just be quiet and selfie. Okay, let's do it. Uh, Isra, you know you know dragon better. What do you think? Um, I just don't know the temperament of this one. It's very it's very strange. It seems like a big version of Rika. It it does. And if that's the case, well, maybe we can like 
talk to it. I do not know. Raika is very Raika is very intelligent, very special dragon, and uh, Aegis throws one of the quiches at Raika. Oh, she she like jumps up and catches it, and she's just kind of you know showing like like kind of preening like under the compliment, but she like gulps it down like two bites, and he gives an exaggerated wink to the rest of the group. (laughs) Do you have any meat in that pack? Uh, I have small provisions, but I can always you know. Find something and uh, make meat. Make meat? Uh, hunt and butcher, you know? Ah, uh, yeah. I was no, trying to be delicate. It'd take too long. Okay. Um, Isra, can you tell Can you tell the four pulling the cart there that we'll be back and to wait here? Uh, sure. I mean, maybe I have some dried jerky that I could give them. Like big yeah, chunks of something jerky just- for Rika. Yeah, yeah, something just to... The card has been outfitted, by the way. That was oh, part of the deal okay. With the fingers. She's just going to pull out some meat and give it to the critters. Go ahead and just tell them we'll be back. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell them, stay stay undercover. We're going to investigate. We'll be back. Okay. More meat later. If you're not back, maybe you be meat. I hope not. Uh, but when we come back, we'll we'll hunt down something for more meat. Fresh I'm meat. good. Kiska gives them all meat <laughs> and then, like, gives the little one extra pets. <laughs> I'm good. <sighs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't spoil them, Kiska. They. They. They're always going to be like this. That one is very them. good. <laughs> you get like the biggest, saddest eyes when you say that, Ezra. He just he turns on you, and it's like <laughs> if a snake and a dog were one thing and had big, big, big eyes. He just opens them. He looks so sad. Oh my god. Israel like tries to hold out and then she pets its head. <laughs> oh good. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> See? It's hard to resist. All I right. Like that. Let's go. All right. Rather than make you guys do a bunch of rolls, I'm just gonna say make me a stealth check. Uh with Pass, pass Without I, a Trace. Yeah, Pass Without a Trace is still up. Uh with Path Without Path eh, Pass Without Trace. <laughs> Words are hard, folks. Uh, that'll be a, a 25. I got a 29 with it. 23? Uh, 29. Okay. Uh, you're as, pretty sure you're doing okay. As we go up there, I want to cast Bless on everyone. I'm going to do it at second level so I can get everyone with Bless. Okay. Uh, that that's gives 1d4 to other checks and stuff? That's 1d4 to attack rolls or saving throws. Alrighty. For... Um, I think it's an hour. For an hour. Yeah. For an hour. Is it a concentration oh, spell? Bless is a concentration Never, spell. It's a minute, not an hour. Oh. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hold that. Hold that. Yeah. If anything bad happens. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was an hour. It's not. But it is concentration. Just. Oh yeah. It is okay. concentration. Yes. Okay. You get up to it. It doesn't seem to have detected you or noticed you. Uh, at this point, it is. You, if you had to swear to it, you would swear it is basically like uh, sleeping off a big meal. Not quite asleep, but resting and somewhat. It's it's kind of weird to say its tummy looks distended, but that's kind of the, the look you're getting from it. Every so often, it belches and like <sighs> like dust and flames comes out. I look expectantly at Creo. Okay, so I cast the tech thoughts on myself and get. Exactly 30 feet away, so I can okay. hear what it's thinking. 
Does it? Is there any kind of save or anything for this? No, no save. Surface. And as long as I don't go well, as long as I don't go deeper, it. No, as long as I just do the surface thoughts, no save, and it can't tell that I'm doing it. Only if I try to go deeper is there the save. Okay. Full. <sighs> That's what you got. Oh boy. That it's full. Full tummy. Nice. <laughs> There is a very odd quality to this thing's thoughts. You have never done this with like an adult dragon, but you've been around the young dragons. They have very lively, very quick minds. This thing's mind is like just that thought. It's like it can't hold more than one. You're not sure what's going on with this. Head empty belly full. Got it. All right. And um, from where I am, can I see what it was eating? Is it, do I see inside the broken ship? Not from there, no. Basically, okay. you'd have to be able to go to a place where you could look down into the ruined boat. And the thing is, is that the part of it where that would be easiest is the part that the dragon has wrapped itself around. So you're looking at its back. Kikiska, you could make someone invisible for a minute. Isra, you know dragons can detect invisible things. They have a thing called oh. dragon sense. They wouldn't, he would okay. tremor sense. He would know... Being invisible would mean nothing to him. And I tell her, I could, but then we wouldn't have Pass Without a Trace anymore. Ah, uh, that would probably be a bad idea. I think we should keep that one up instead. Hmm. Do I know that after, like, for a large dragon, after a big meal, how long does it take them to get over their, like, wow, I am super full and I'm going to take a nap kind of phase? It would depend on the dragon, but yeah, they're capable of action at any time. There's... Hmm. This dragon could spring up and do things right now. It's not like it would be held back by by being full. It's just happy that it's full. It mm-hmm. just like it's enjoying this the feeling of satiation. Like with the with the young dragon whelps, if they'd had a big meal, like could I like just make a guess like how long they would usually be like content and napping after that? As long as they feel safe. Um, but it's mm-hmm. not like a physical need, like with a the group yeah. of lions who gorge on meat do need to sit there for a while to let it digest. Okay. That's not this. This is purely just enjoying the moment. It could get up at any time. There's nothing holding it there other than it's just, I got a toy. I'm, I've eaten food. I'm happy. Again, assuming that this is the way children, you know, children dragons think. Isra, do you want yeah? to try talking to it? <sighs> I will point out, since Creo talked about this, you know that he has only looked at the surface thoughts. He hasn't attempted to probe it yet. All right, then I'll ask, do you want me to try probing it deeper? But if I do, it'll notice I'm here. Is um well, we are is that an a stealth, but... is that an a is that an ability check on your side or is that a save on its side? I think it's a wisdom save on its, it's side. It's a saving throw on its mm-hmm. side, yeah. Okay. Yep. I mean, we're in the dark here. We don't know what it's doing, we don't know where it's come from. Do it. I don't know I don't know about defeating a dragon. Do it. So, Creo, do it. Finds us right. out, then we may be there anyway. I, uh, you see, I like that Isra is the angel on his shoulder and Kiska is the devil on his shoulder. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> Meanwhile, Aegis is just gripping the, the, the great axe as it like starts to get a little frosty in his hands. Kiska's got the cloak over her face. Do it. <laughs> do it. Isra, Isra is the concerned mom in this situation. Up to you, Creo. You're the one who just would do it or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just get ready for a fight. So he 
puts his fingers up to his head, squints his eyes, and tries to push deeper into the mind. So the dragon needs to make a wisdom 16 saving throw. Alrighty. Yeah, no. Uh, and that surprises you. Dragons are normally very powerful minds. You slide in there like nothing. And part of the reason is there's almost nothing going on in there. And with that, it finally clicks for you. The thing that was bothering you before. Someone's cast Feeble Mind on this thing. Ooh. How long does that last? A month. And then it gets a save. At the end of every 30 days. Can we do anything about that collectively? I don't think so. Uh, Is it considered a curse? I think it would be a dispel magic. It's an enchantment spell. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything against that. Uh, I have lesser restoration is the closest thing I would have. Yeah, I didn't I didn't learn greater restoration today. Yeah, it would be greater heal. Wait a minute. Yeah. Aegis pokes Delver. Delver still has a wish. <gasps> but what if do do I know this is happening? No, he doesn't no. tell him to do it yet, but he looks at everybody, okay. he goes and he goes, If feeble mind, Delver still have wish. But do we want to waste dra- a wish on a feeble mind? You but can- what if the dragon is what if it's aggressive? These it's very similar to the kind of As you are having this discussion, it its head oh, no. comes up and it turns around looking oh, no. and zeroes right in on the spot you're at. Because as as uh Creo told you, it would know he was there. Alright. Um. So alright, and um, when I see that I'm gonna try um I don't know, I'm gonna try message to get into his mind and uh persuasion and um uh, that means say, you have to drop detect thoughts, correct? Yeah, I, I don't think there's any more I'm going to get out of its mind. Okay. So I'm going to just... Uh, Did it think anything in particular when it turned to look at him? It wanted to know what that was. Oh, uh, okay. So he, he, just, to, he just keeps looking at the group, waiting for a thumbs up or thumbs down. So I'm going to persuade uh, your tummy uh, is full. You just want to go to sleep. All right. Uh, make a persuasion check. Do I know you're doing this? Um, I think per- mending, uh, mending message. message. Yeah, it says verbal, so I think I say it out loud. All right, okay. that was a thirty-one. To Holy crap! Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I got expertise in that. Bards. Now, so. Yeah, bards. Uh, it it doesn't go back to sleep, but it does. Like it it gets up and then kind of goes down. Like so, it's on its it's resting kind of on its front legs. Uh, and its oh, no. head is like looking down, but it's not, it's just like looking at you. Now that you've thought into its head, you've sent message into its head, it goes, and then he looks over at Isra. Is it, does it say this aloud or is it a telepathic thing? It said you in Draconic. And I don't, I don't recognize this dragon. It's actually, not exactly. actually, you know what? Huh. I messed up. The tech thoughts should not work on it because its intelligence is a one. But since I let it go, I'm going to let it go. That was my mistake. But yeah, he is he is as dumb as a box of rocks. He does not, he barely understands what's going on. He is, he is not just acting like a child. He's acting like an idiot child. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't actually say you, but he's clearly, it's, you can't tell if it's recognition or just, hey, is that a dragon? You, you don't know. Kiska looks over at Isra. What did I say? Anything? It just said. Just said you. Do, do you do know I, him? Uh, I'm. I'm going to say in draconic. 
do I know you, friend? That that is way too hard for him right now. Yeah, well, yeah. He's like, mm-hmm. why are you here? You get nothing. The creature can't cast spells, activate magic items, understand language, or communicate oh, in any intelligible way. <laughs> I just look at everybody. If we if we cure it of this, then it might attack. It might become. What if it becomes an angry, intelligent dragon that can cast spells and destroy us? What if rampaging hmm. child in the city? It's, you're right. It's not good the way it is, and it's not good. It's potentially not good the other way either. Here's my question. Do we want to solve this dragon's problem, or do we want to make it go away? I cannot make choice. I, I look to Isra. I was always taught that we were protectors of dragons, that we, not that we worshipped them, but we were there to, to help them, to aid them in whatever way. But then they came and they destroyed everything. And they were, they were black dragons, but they weren't quite like this dragon. It was, perhaps if we help it, we'll have an ally. And I, I look around at everyone. I look at Creo because I know Creo hasn't. What time is it? During the day, you mean, or actually in real yeah. life? Yeah, okay. no, during the day. No, it's, <laughs> it is at this point uh, about an hour to sunset. I could prepare greater restoration for tomorrow. Do we know if greater restoration would actually fix something like this? I'm going to say, since Creo has recognized the spell as Feeble Mind, that you know the spells that work on it, uh, greater restoration, greater heal, I mean, heal, or wish. Those are the three spells. Mm. Greater, yeah, greater restoration, it removes um, any reduction to one of the target's ability scores, a curse, a, an effect that charms or petrifies, or an yep. effect that reduces the hit point. So it would do it. But we must hope that it stays the night. Can you tell it to stay here? It doesn't seem to understand me when I talk to it. Okay. At this point, the head comes down. It doesn't come down and open its mouth and go chomp, but its head comes down and it's like, is Rika hiding or is she visible? I think she's kind of just like, she's at that point where she's just like peeking, peeking out around, around my shoulder. Like she wants to see, but she doesn't want to get out in front of this thing. You get, he, he dropped, the head drops down, the, the nostrils flare open. And for a second, you think something's going to come out of them, but then it just, and you get pulled forward. <laughs> like you're literally pulled into its nose as it is sniffing you. And as it gets the scent, uh, it actually pops up onto its four limbs. It's, you're not stuck to its nose, so it just okay. it pops up onto its four limbs and jumps up and lands on its front paws first and then its back paws. Like it's going to play like a cat. Yeah, and its wings come out and it's like head low and you hear it go... It's that kitty noise when they yep. see a bird in the window. <laughs> or when they see another cat that they want to play with. Rike is kind of like looking around like, what does she do with this giant dragon? Well, like... So, I have a question for you, Rossi. Mm-hmm. Would animal friendship work on a dragon? Nope. No, okay. I was um, going to say, I think it has to be a beast, and I don't think a dragon fits that. Yeah, dragons are dragons. Okay. Uh, do I have, like, I, I assume in my bag or my quiver, I would have something like some kind of toy for Rika, like a, maybe a stick wrapped in leather or something that I might throw and she would go catch something like that. Yeah, sure. Easy enough to say you have. 
Uh, can I can I try pulling that out and like tossing it for the dragon to go to see if it like wants to play if it even knows how to play like that? Sure. I I will give that a try. Just kind of waving it in front of it and then tossing. The uh, eyes zero in on it when you <laughs> do that, but when you toss it, it tries to go for it and just completely overshoots. Oh, Goes boy. like a hundred feet past it. <laughs> Uh, but then it basically kind of crawls over on its belly, like it's stretching out with its paws to crawl over, kind of like walking on your elbows sort of thing. Uh, and then it can't find the toy because the toy is too small. Oh. So it reaches over, grabs a tree, rips the tree out of the ground with like one jerk of its neck, and then drops the tree in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> and now it looks excited. Like, what? What a very, what a very cute! I believe this proves point of danger. <laughs> Kiska calls up dancing lights <laughs> and like okay. makes him bounce around like a laser pointer. <laughs> the, now, the dragon is now swiveling its head around. Rika actually kind of goes up too, but then it's like, no, I can't do this. I can't chase the lights. Uh, but he's he's just swiveling his head around. To this has the lights. also, by the way, dropped past without a trace. <laughs> Well, they knew it you were there. Like, yeah, they yeah. Knew it. it was fine. The senses of a dragon are such that if it knew to sense for you, yeah. it would know where you were. It wasn't doing so because it didn't have the thought capacity, but then, you know, somebody poked it in the brain. So, yeah, it's now following the dancing lights. It doesn't seem to be getting tired of this. After about like a few minutes of it, you realize that it could probably sit there and follow the dancing lights all night. Yeah, that's she's just playing while she's talking to everybody else. <laughs> well, do we want if we if we stay the night, I can prepare it for the morning and we can try it and see what happens. But there's every chance. I mean, how honorable are dragons? Is not I question mean, dragons, of honor, right? Is question of how smart. Dragons are just like people. They're they can be kind hearted, they can be cruel, they can be cold, they can be loving, they can be whatever they whatever they want to be, whatever they've learned to be. Do you, and by you, I mean all of you, do you want to risk this? I, I am willing to cast this spell, but it's up to you guys. I feel like we should help it. I just, it may be a terrible idea, but I feel like we can't. Yeah. It may be very I also, dangerous. I also think we should find out who's casting this on, this spell on dragons and following that lead. I'm sure he would know once we get his brains back. Hmm. Wait a second. I have an idea. I have uh I have I have an exciting new spell since we've leveled a whole bunch since last time. I can cast augury. I'm not saying that right. Augury? Augury, yeah. Augury, yeah. And and ask a question and find out if this is would go well or poorly, maybe. Ask if we should help the dragon or ask if we should cure the feeble mind. Um I I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. <laughs> okay, exactly what do you ask? Um would it be safe to cure this dragon of it of this enfeeblement? And I'll kind of pull like a bunch of like stones out of a pouch and like toss them, you know, kind of like a kind of like divining sort of stones, and I'll toss them in front of me and just uh, study what they they say to me. Uh these stones go up in the air. And actually the dragon for a second looks over at him and he's like, mm, but then goes back to the dancing lights. Um, they go up in the air and drift down in a strange pattern. And as you're watching it, you see the, the symbols kind of indicate both 
potential good and bad outcome. Huh? Uh, but well. the good outcome would be more immediate than the bad one. Hmm. It's not I... the, it's not the, it's definitely not the result for things that aren't either good or bad. It's definitely there's good and bad potential outcomes, but you don't know if it's saying that they'll both happen or if they, if one or the other might happen depending on other things. But I know this wasn't just like, this wasn't just straight up bad. And I, no. I think I'm, I'm going to be the optimist and say that's good. <laughs> I mean, I will, I will tell everyone this. That's okay. Uh, you guys the, all signs, the, the signs are not straight up good, but they are not also not straight up bad. There are possibilities for either, but it's not a definite certain something terrible will happen. I'm guessing it's how we choose our, to address them once we have done or this. Perhaps, perhaps something good happens now and something bad happens later, or vice versa? All I think we should do it. I, I, I can understand all actions have consequence, but mm-hmm. this is not correct. In, in No creature should be like this. No, Le- leaving it be also has consequences, so... Do you wish me to poke Delver? No, we don't need to use the wish spell. Are you sure it will stay the night? Can you tell it to stay, Isra? Can you ask it to stay? Oh, it just doesn't seem to understand. In as plain a language as possible. Hmm. If if is truly enfeebled, will not understand the concept. Well, it might understand. I mean, if it mm. understands food, maybe it'll understand. It's not rolled over onto its back and is doing kickies in the air. <laughs> it might understand stay okay i will approach the dragon and say stay what's your armor class <laughs> 16 oh yeah the big tongue hits you <laughs> literally just swipes you off the ground with its tongue ah! you are actually sticking to the tongue it's actually looking <laughs> around for you now it swings oh. its head a couple of times and you get tossed off and roll in the grass Dragons. Oh, why? Why was I ever? It's now back up on its four limbs and it's like looking down at you, kind of concerned. Like, why are you on the ground? Tell it sleep now. Sleep? Are you saying sleep in Draconic? Yes. Okay. Since um, Creo got something like a 31 on his Persuade and you've just said sleep again, reminding it of the concept of sleep for a moment, it kind of shrugs and tucks its tail around its head and it's since it's got the super long tail and the super long neck, it can actually double tuck itself. And <laughs> just, I'll pull out my loot and play sleepy time music too, to help All right. calm it down. I put I'll, the dancing lights away. <laughs> I'll, I'll go up to it carefully and like pat its head. If I can reach it. Uh, its head is currently down. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. You kind of have to get around the tail a bit, but yeah, you can do it. Okay. It doesn't seem to respond it- very much. Well, I'll do that for a moment, and then to look back at everyone else, kind of uncertainly. I, I think that worked. Uh, I stay awake tonight and make sure. Are right. you okay with that? Cut to a sleeping montage as the <laughs> sun drips below the horizon. There's a campfire eventually lit. Y'all are warily having conversations while every so often watching this thing, which rolls around from time to time and makes little noises. And it, otherwise, at one point, it. it breaks wind, which is really not something you ever wanted to smell in your life. Um, and you have to actually move your campfire to, to not be in downwind of that. Uh, but the morning comes. Um, Aegis is not rested at nope. all. 
Uh, everybody else probably took a sleep because it's just, you know, it's all night. It's tiring. Uh, but yeah, the morning comes along and it's sort of starting. It's making moves like it's waking up and likely going to try and leave based on the cat like wiggling of its body. Kiska? Okay. <sighs> this is expensive. Here it goes. And she goes to touch the dragon. Okay, it's currently kind of occupied with, you know, do my, you know, I'm itchy sort of stuff. So it doesn't seem to notice you. Um, she touches it, casts greater restoration. All right. The effect is it's like almost an electric shock goes through it. And it its head goes up in a way you have not seen it go up yet. And its eyes widen and it wings come down and it's up. She steps back. You actually just get knocked. I'll just tell you right now, you get knocked down by the way. Oh, okay. It just, it just knocks you down. Now we're not even going to waste time trying to save on this. Uh, and it's now up in the air, kind of bobbing as it's using its wings to keep itself up. But it turns and looks at you, all of you. And it's like, where am I? Is it speaking or is it, again, is it telepathic? That's spoken draconic. Okay. It's asking where it is. And I'll respond in draconic saying, yeah, you're outside the weirs towards the mountains. He turns and looks at you. Tell him what happened, Kiska says from you her are, spot on the ground. <laughs> you are one of the Malakatin. Have I ever heard that word before? No, it's really old draconic, but it mm. basically, Mala means dragon. Kithin might mean kith or kind. Hmm. What do you hear? Why are you not at the lair? It was attacked. It was... Attacked? It was attacked. He drops. Like he stops beating his wings and drops onto the ground. There's a rolls out of the way. <laughs> no, he doesn't land anywhere near you. Oh, okay. He's, he's, yeah. he's when was it attacked? I mean, I'll tell him. I, I myself, Liz, do not know how long. Ago Insert that was. in-game event here. Yes, exactly. And I'll describe. And this is the where the RTC goes. <laughs> yes, you guys are all there in the in the, the cutscene. You see him. Um, but yeah, it, as you're telling it the story, it keeps like. It keeps making these head gestures that imply, like, what does that mean? And you, since you know enough about dragons, you can tell that it is sort of, like, it understands you. But after a couple of minutes of conversing, you realize that the draconic it speaks is super old compared to the draconic you're speaking. Like, some of the words you use are contracted. Like, when it uses the same word, it's like three words. Um, I will switch to using my telepathy. And with telepathy, I don't have to share any languages with the creature. It mm -hmm. just must understand at least one language to comprehend me. Yeah, it, it works fine. It, it, it doesn't even seem surprised that you can do it. And as, as I do this, I'll relate to everyone else what we're saying about tell, what happened. Should tell, we should probably tell that it was um, made, made dumb, yes, and we fix. I, I will tell it that. And do you know who... Who did this to you? Uh, we were investigating the brass-hued one and led a group of us to the old outpost. We went inside, and then they came. Small, horrid things. Nothing like anything I'd seen before. And then the bulk of it heaving itself out of the water. And then nothing. Then I woke here. It... Seems like you've been, you may have been like this for some time. He looks down at itself and is like, I am an adult. Oh. Oh, no. 
I, I, I as as all of this is happening, I'm continuing to convey it to everyone else. This seems like when we found Clutch being experimented on. It was just a baby when they did that to him. No, I was I was young, but he looks over at uh, Rika, uh what you would call a drake, not a child. It would appear that there is many things that have, like, to recently mess with your kind. I apologize. I do not understand why they would do so. And I will convey this as everyone's talking. I understand the speech of dwarves. Mm. Okay. Oh, then I'll I'll switch the dwarvish if that's easier than common. I'm not sure because I would be sweet. The language be... you call the language you call common is dwarven. He says to you in the version of dwarven you just switched to. Yeah, because mine would have been mine would have been a much older version of dwarvish. Yeah. Ah, is very interesting. I am not so old, but old enough. Wait, the dragon speaks common? It's yeah, it spoke common to you guys just then. Hold, I must. He like leans back. You can feel magic happening here, and it says a word in Draconic, uh, but the word is not does not have a translation. It is not a word for a thing. It's like a an exclamation. It'll be like, like you yelled abracadabra incantation thing. Yeah, yeah. It, and when it's its eyes open and it goes, 500 years. Oh. Oh, that, uh... I'm so sorry. 500 years. There are my few... clutchmates, my brothers and sisters, we were all together with the brass-hued one. We were checking the outpost. Who? Who's the brass-hued one? He was one of our elders, uh, in... Oh. Your language, his name is the Brass-Hued One. Uh, in ours, it is Malawadras. Oh, that's a mouthful. I am Malavantara. Malav means dragon. Malavantara? Malavantara, yes, I am Malavantara. <laughs> she's trying to get the accent right. <laughs> Failing uh, miserably. She's an elf. <laughs> I I take a deep bow, and in Dwarvish, I, I am he who protect. I am from the far north clans. I'm pleased to meet you, Melisandre. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to tell you, but there are very few dragons in the world remaining, at least that I know of. If you find others... I don't understand uh, how, how I can be here. We came across you. You had a boat. She kind of points at what's left of the boat. Why would I... He goes over. Oh, it has coal in it. Yeah. I must have been hungry. I think so. If you... If your brothers and sisters are in similar straits, I can I can cure them too. It might take some time, but I don't know how we are near the citadel, are we not? Is the citadel not close? I look at Isra. I'll I'll tell them how far away it is. Liz does and, not know. Yeah, Nithidane is is like three days travel by the wagon. It's several days. At least several days for us on that's, the ground. That's where we're headed, that right? In the mountains. Yes, that's yes. where you're headed. The citadel is Nithidane. Nithidane literally means uh, um, lair or citadel. Uh, friend, we were heading in that direction. We uh, wish to investigate and find out the truth of its current state and history. In my time, your kind were able to accompany us. Would you like to join us on this journey? Well, I had just learned this, but there's a crackling sound as it invokes another kind of draconic magic. And then standing right where it was, but much smaller, is a dragonborn-like being, hmm. but with with very massive wings. 
It's a Drakthir. It folds back, yes. Um, <laughs> and it says, I, this form is closer to your scale. I, I hold out a hand in greeting. <laughs> scale? Sorry. It looks at you holding out your hand is like, what, what is that? <laughs> it, like, like, it's trying to figure out if you've got something in your hand. Is show of trust. Oh, oh, we don't, you, we, sh- oh, okay. Sticks his hand out, but clearly doesn't know what he's supposed to do with it. So he just kind of like, I, I he teach. pats your hand, like he pats your hand. Like, I, there, there. <laughs> I, I teach. This is short of trust. And I, I grip the forearm very casually and I like it, take him through a shake. Oh, oh, that's odd. Oh, okay. Uh, every so often his voice goes like that, a husk again, but then it comes down into a more normal. You think it's basically just exhaustion. He hasn't really been smart enough to realize, but Liz, you would know this, that while coal and other elemental stuff is great, they do need meat, and he hasn't been eating meat, and you don't know how long he hasn't been eating meat. So that's possibly part of the problem here. You should rest and eat something. I cannot argue with you, but we must get to the lair. I know my sister, my sister, where could she be? Mithalavan. If this thing that attacked that attacked our home is the one that has attacked you, attacked others, then perhaps we will learn more. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think you would know if you saw the thing. It was this enormous bulk, like a gigantic, twisted fish. I've never seen anything like it. It was horrifying. Does that ring any bells with me? No, but Kiska knows what it is. Oh, once very long ago. Beings that dwell that dwell in the waters of the Underdark attempted to destroy the uh, drow. They're known as Nintaba Sabaloth in, dwar- in uh, drow. And the surface elves call them Abaholaith. Mm. And they're known for incredibly powerful minds capable of controlling others. This would be um, an abomination? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. Yes, it's an abomination. Hmm. Well, an, ab- an abomination or an aberration? Am I? Do I have? Uh, no, it's an aberration. You are correct. Okay, yeah. I just aberration was my. It's my new favorite enemy. <laughs> <laughs> just in time. Convenient. Well, I I I figured we've been fighting a lot of aberrations, and I got to choose a new favorite enemy, and that made sense because we've been we've been fighting them. I fighting them is good. Yeah, but I think at this point. Unless people want to do something else, I think this is a good stopping point uh, for this session. Kiska wants to um, go back to the wagon. Mm-hmm. I figured and- you would have gone back to the wagon overnight. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. You know, yeah. the animals knew, like, where'd they go? They never yeah. came back. Yeah. <laughs> well, and- no, she wants to take Dragon Friend back to the wagon to give yeah. them some of the meat. <laughs> sure. Yeah. As you I get- mean, it's some. At some point overnight, I'm sure we would have hunted to get some fresh meat for the uh, our our lizard cat friends. Okay. Yeah, that, that was and fine. The good boy was very happy. The rest of them were just like, yes, <laughs> we expected this. <laughs> One of them seems like it might be a ginger cat. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anything else, Creo? Do you want to do anything before we close? Uh, no, I think that's just go back to the wagon with everyone else. As you guys head back to the wagon, the sun is finally completely crested the, the horizon. And as a result, it's throwing light on the distant mountains. And you can see uh, Nithadar in relief against the mountain because it's basically like coming out of the mountain. Uh, you can see it. He looks up and sees it and is, it's so small. And that's going to be the end unless you guys have anything else. No, that seems like a good place to wrap up. 
What Sorry. weird things. Well, that was unexpected. And I think you only got that because you rolled a specific way. <laughs> Almost completely missed that. I was going to say, that was some d20 that somebody rolled. <laughs> it was actually the combination of each of your rolls. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah, so <laughs> I was actually wondering if you guys end up killing him. No, I didn't <clears throat> want to kill him. I just I... wanted to do a try. <laughs> oh, no. I was very conflicted. I mean, if it had not attacked, it would not have been something that I, th- I think I would have felt needed to be put down. Hmm. But uh, yep. As for everybody listening, uh, thank you for being here with us while we do these these crazy D and D shenanigans. Um, Liz, uh, this one's the next one for sure, right? Like next weekend, we're doing one more. Yeah, yeah. I think we should. Wait, you I know, thought it was. I thought it was two weeks. The twenty eighth. Yes, two weeks. The twenty eighth. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll keep playing this one until we reach the end of the story, and then we'll do some more Witchlight episodes, and then we'll do whatever we feel like we're doing next. Alrighty. So thank you guys very much for being here. Uh, everybody else, you get to say goodbye if you would like to, and then we will go. Well, goodbye, Bye. everybody, and thank you. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.